0: You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello and happy December. I can't believe that we're already in December. That is mind blowing to me as I'm recording this, it's December 2nd. So it's, this is going to be released the following week, but I can't believe how are we already at December? It's so crazy because Spotify puts out a Spotify for podcasters kind of like unwrap thing. And I shared it on, um, the alpha Cairo health and wellness Instagram today, and just kind of sharing all the milestones that the podcast has. And so I just wanted to celebrate that and share it on here on January 6th. I released my first episode of 2021. I released my first episode of the podcast, I believe back in June or July of 2019. So that's pretty crazy to know that that was episode 24 that I released last January or this past January, which is crazy because now what we're on episode 73, 74. It's so crazy. Um, let's see, what are some other wins that we have? So, the show definitely got some new reach. We got our first streams in over 30 new countries. Some of the new countries that have been listening to the podcast, Mexico, Germany, Slovakia, Malaysia, and the Philippines. Shout out to Slovakia and shout out to Germany. Love you guys because you're my heritage. So thank you for if you listen. If you do listen in Slovakia or Germany, I'd love if you could reach out to me on Instagram and tell me a little bit about what my what my home country is like that's pretty awesome. I, you guys know that obviously sharing this podcast, I want it to be able to reach a lot of people. We've had over 999% growth in both followers of the show hours that I've produced, obviously, because I only had half of the year last year, over 999% increase in streams and in listeners. So we've definitely had a lot of growth this year, which is absolutely incredible. And One thing that I think was really, really cool is that 345 of you who do listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast more than any other show. And so I have a lot of different subscribers and I know you guys listen to a lot of different shows, but over 300 of you listen to this podcast more than any other podcast, which is just so cool. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that is, I I just love knowing that I'm making an impact on you guys. Over 19 of you listened on your birthday, which is super cool. What other cool fun facts that they have here. And then let's see there. We've got national podcast day. Let's see. And then over, um, wait, what is this one? Um, wait, hold on. Yeah. I think that's all the stats that are is here. Um, so I just wanted to kind of celebrate that and just kind of thank you guys for helping me to, to put this out. In total, I've released over this year, I've released 1,848 minutes of content over 43 different episodes. So obviously there's some more episodes that I'm releasing you know, in the month of December. So that's obviously going to increase it, but that's a lot of content almost 2000 minutes of content and that I put out for free. I don't ask anything except for you guys to obviously support the show, um, which so many of you guys do so many of you guys write reviews. And another great thing that helps kind of support the show and makes this possible is for you guys to shop the brands that I love. So the brands that I love are just on my website, drhaleyshoff.com slash brands. I love shopping through that, supporting me through, through that definitely also helps to support the show the show takes time, the show takes money, the show takes resources, all these kind of things. So just that definitely, even that small ass goes a long way. Even just writing a review and sharing it on your social media goes a long way. So just wanted to kind of celebrate that because it's, it's really cool. I've, I've been a co-host, a part of another podcast before a while ago, and that podcast didn't get very far. And so when I wanted to create my own podcast, it just is so cool to see how much it's grown, how many people it's reaching and just the impact that it's having on you guys. And so I can't thank you enough for that. So with all the stuff that we've talked about this year, right, we've talked about parasites and we've talked about, well, that's just kind of the most recent one. We talk about liver detox. We talk about all of these kind of fancy things. We talk about hormones and intricate, detailed kind of root cause things. But what I think and what I haven't talked about in a while, it feels it's just kind of getting back to the basics. And especially as we get into the holiday season where, you know, sometimes we definitely don't tend to put our health on the forefront. Um, it's very, very important that we still do that. But I think getting back to basics and just kind of really how like, hounding how important these basics are no matter how complex your health needs need to be these basics always need to be kind of in foundation and especially like as i said is is the holiday season can get a little crazy maybe you get thrown off of your routine a little bit if you can focus on the basics your health is still going to reap amazing benefits and so i kind of just wanted to chat about those things today so the first basic in nutrition and health we'll kind of start with the nutrition aspect is like how should i build a plate how should i eat what what are things that I should be focusing on. And so the context of what we all eat and what makes us feel good is very different. And that's one thing that I've been talking a lot about actually in my online membership this week is really talking and teaching about intuition and what feels good for your body. And this is why meal plans don't work. This is why macros long-term don't work because it doesn't teach you what actually feels good, what foods feel good, what meal timing feels good. Like what, what is actually nourishing and lighting lighting up your nutrition and lighting up your health. And so that's kind of just one thing that I I challenge you to kind of tap into a little bit is to like, actually know how food is making you feel like as you're sitting there eating, like, how is this making me feel? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling bloated? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling energized? Am I feeling rejuvenated? You know, all of these different things, very different But, but taking note of how you feel after eating certain things, I think is the biggest thing so that you can make your diet personalized to you. But there are definitely some really sound basics that I think across the board for most people can generally help. Obviously there's certain people and certain outliers where these basics might not work and their, their plate definitely might need to look a little bit different, but I think for most people, this is definitely where we should all be starting. So when we're thinking about building our plate. I think of okay, half of my plate. What type of vegetable do I want to fill it with? What non-starchy vegetable? Broccoli, cauliflower, leafy greens. You know, etc. What what do I want to fill that with? And I really am a fan of different different color and uh, ver- variety as much as I can. Different color obviously is really appealing to the eye. It's really aesthetically pleasing. The different purples and orange and greens, it it just, it's really pretty to look at, but it's also packed with different health benefits. So if you can fit a few different things of a few different colors on your plate, that's a really great start. One, because it's good for your taste buds. Two, it's great for your microbiome. Our gut loves variety because we get different nutrients in all of these different foods are different sources of fuel to our gut microbiome. And we love diversity. So when I, I look at so many stool tests and so many people just lack good prebiotics and good and good variety in their diet. And so that's a great place to start when you're building your plate. Okay. So say you're even at a holiday party and there's a salad and there's some roasted carrots and there's some beets. Okay. How can you fill that onto your plate and make it variety and you know, filling you know that that healthy fiber being a really staple part of your diet. Now, if you're dealing with digestive stuff, obviously, you know you maybe want to do cooked instead of raw, or maybe certain vegetables you know bother you. But just kind of following those characteristics of half of your plate being that that form of plant-based kind of nutrient density, right? Um, okay, then the uh, second part of when I'm, as we're building a plate is what is that protein source? Because protein is incredibly, incredibly important. And I like to say having a protein source is probably like the size of your hand. Like if you put your hand out flat, kind of your palm. And I even sometimes extend it into the fingers to get a really good, because I'm not eating multiple times a day or, you know, I'm eating multiple times a day. I eat about three times a day, but I'm not eating six small meals. So getting in a good amount of protein for me, I typically aim for like a good you know, five to seven ounces. And so that's depending, you know, about the size of my hand. So, okay. What protein do I want? Do you want chicken? Do you want seafood? Do you want steak? Do you want ground beef, ground Turkey, whatever that looks like. That's always a staple part. I'm very protein forward and so much. And I think most people really neglect their protein intake, not saying that you need to eat as much as a bodybuilder or as much as, you know, 200 grams a day for if you're a a female who is just weight training, you know, two to three times a week, I'm not saying you need to eat that much, but most people in general, pretty much every single person that I work with, they say that they could eat more protein. And so the best way to eat more protein is just to be mindful of your portions at each serving. And you can always add more protein by having things like bone broth, And stuff like that, adding, you know, potential organ meats or things like that to your side, which I know that's a stretch and I don't consider that basic nutrition, but those are kind of ways that we can sneak things in there, um, that also bring more nutrient density and more protein, which is great. But I also am a really big fan of mixing up your protein source because different protein sources have different benefits. And so as you kind of might notice, I really just listed animal proteins, so, Because those are primarily protein, primarily, that is a primary protein. Whereas if you are vegetarian or vegan, you just want to make sure that you are mixing your proteins adequately to make sure that you have a complete amino acid profile. So if you aren't aware of that, I definitely would look into that if you are a vegan or vegetarian, because you want to make sure you're doing that for proper health. Most people, like if you're just kind of reaching towards beans or you're just reaching towards rice or tofu, you want to make sure that you're mixing them adequately. So I would definitely just do your research on that. I am not an expert on that, but I am totally fine with people who choose to have that type of lifestyle. Right. Um, So just look into that if that is you or that resonates with you. So on top of that, so we've got our, we've got our healthy protein source that, you know, takes up like a fourth of the plate. I'd say if you're kind of eyeballing the plate, you've got half of your plate being kind of those non-starchy vegetables, you know, whatever leafy greens, cruciferous vegetable, whatever, then, you know, another fourth of your plate, depending on your goals and what feels good to you could do something like a starchy carb, which could be like a fistful of some organic rice, some sweet potato, a rooted vegetable. A little, maybe a little bit more starchy carb, or it could be, if you gravitate towards more fat, it could be more of like a fat source and it could be something like olives or like a high quality raw cheese or avocado or bone marrow or something, like whatever kind of resonates with you, that's kind of what you can fill that other fourth of the plate with. You can always fill it also with just more veggies if that's what sounds good to you. And then in terms of toppings and dressings, I definitely, even if you don't resonate with higher fat in your diet, you still need some because we all need fat to build optimal hormones. If you feel better just eating more starchy carbs and more of like a carb and protein focused with just more moderate fat, um, you still just definitely want to make sure that All those nutrients are present at each meal, fat, carbs, and protein. The portion that you choose is going to determine on what feels best for you. Maybe what point in your cycle in, maybe what point in your life you're in, what point your hormones are in, whatever your training, like all of those things can determine what feels best for you. So if you haven't played around with different things, I definitely recommend it and suggest it because that's the only way you'll know. I never in my life would have known that I prefer a higher fat diet if I didn't try it. And I really tried it when my mom was going through keto and I was like, Hey, let me do this with you. I didn't do strict keto. Um, I did maybe, I think for like a week or two or so, maybe a month with her, um, but now I kind of fit it into my life lifestyle. And, you know, when there's times where I'm more active or at certain points in my cycle, yeah, I absolutely add more carbs in because that feels good. And that's kind of me knowing my intuition. But for the most part, when I'm building my plate, I'm really building it around foods that I know that make me feel really good, that nourish my body and that work for me. And so that's one thing that I definitely want you to be mindful of. Just because I do something doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And just because you do something that works doesn't mean it's going to work for your friend Susie. We are all so different. And so that the premise of this conversation is to, one, really hound that in, but two, like kind of get just give you those basic foundations so that you can experiment with certain things and try different foods and try different ways of eating to see what works for you. So that's kind of like building our plate. Second thing is the time in between our meals. So you always want to have at least three to four, five hours in between your meals. If you are eating every two hours, you are not giving your body enough time to properly digest your food. And that is just a recipe for bloating and potential digestive stuff down the road, like SIBO and just overgrowth. Because every 90 minutes we are migrating motor complex. Told you I was not going to make this super complicated, so I'm going to bring it back, but. Migrating motor complex essentially is like our digestive system. So it's going through, it's digesting your food and it's processing it and then it's clearing it out. So then you can like stop digesting for a second and just kind of chill. So that happens about every 90 minutes. So when you're eating every two hours, you really don't ever give yourself, you give yourself about 30 minutes where you're not digesting something. And then those people wonder why they're constantly bloated. So if you find yourself super hungry after every meal, or you are having a really hard time feeling full... Check the amount of fiber in your diet, check the amount of protein that you might have at each meal, and also check the amount of fat at each meal because you very well could be not having enough of a mix or variety of those causing you to be full or causing you to be hungry in you know an hour and a half to two hours when you really should be full for at least three to five hours in between your meals. I think that's definitely principle number two. Now, depending on how long you do make, depend on... Your schedule, your activity, you as a person, but that's kind of again a general guideline. And I think in general, kind of off of that, we all can benefit from overnight time where we're not eating overnight. So whether that's 12 hours, whether that's 13 hours. Most of it, you're you're sleeping. Um, I'm not saying that you need to fast 18, 20-plus hours. Sometimes that works for people, and sometimes that's great, but we all can benefit from 12, 13, 14 hours where mainly that's overnight. You just kind of stop eating after dinner, and you kind of resume again eating that next morning. You don't have to do it necessarily first thing when you wake up, but you can kind of see what works best for you. But I do think, in general, most people can heavily benefit from at least – some time overnight where you're not eating the second until you go to bed and then immediately you wake up and you start eating again. That also tends to not be super great for health. Um, Depending on your circumstance, that might be warranted for you. So, you know, always check with your provider if you have something underlying going on, but just kind of something important to know. Um, Fourth pillar is movement. Any type of movement that you like. And so any type of movement whether it's walking, yoga, pilates, weight training, crossfit, powerlifting, whatever you like to do, just make it a priority and make it a priority every single day. Every single day we should be getting a minimum of 30 minutes of movement. And so but what about off days? Uh, if you if you are in the gym and you're training and you take off days, we all should. You should take, you know, at least two to three, potentially a week, depending on how hard you're training, but that doesn't mean that you need to be a couch potato. We are designed to move. So maybe that's going out for a 20 minute walk or 20 minute bike rider, whatever, but most people and animals, I actually finished reading the book. The forever dog most animals are incredibly sedentary they don't even and then one of the studies they did most average dogs average less than 20 minutes of exercise a day which is so wrong and it's the same thing for people because people are not giving their dogs the activity that the dogs deserve because the people themselves aren't active Activity is so key. I know that it's cold or it's getting cold and it's harder to get outside. Maybe that means you invest in a stationary bike. Maybe that means you invest in a treadmill, or maybe that means that you just kind of suck it up and go outside anyways, or you enroll in a gym or you get some equipment that you can move around, you know, weight wise at your house. Like whatever that looks like pillar movement is an incredibly health or incredibly healthy a necessary pillar that we need to kind of remain as a staple in in our life and most people don't get enough of it. There are definitely trust me I see a lot of people in practice who get way too much of it. They overtrain, they're overreaching. And I've definitely been there in my life too. So it's definitely finding that happy balance but really making that a priority because as a society we definitely need it. Um so find what that is for you. The next one is sleep because sleep, no one likes to ever talk about, but sleep is where our immune system does most of its work. Sleep is where we detoxify. Sleep is where our brain is able to flourish and remember all of the great things that we did during the day. And it's actually where our brain detoxifies through your glymphatic system, which is kind of like your lymph, but for your glial cells, which are in your brain. So sleep is incredibly important and its lack of sleep is heavily linked to issues down the road, like cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, diabetes, sleep has an incredible effect, protective effect against those diseases. But if you take sleep for advantage and you say, I'll just sleep when you're dead, well, you very well could have a higher risk of developing those diseases. And so again, sleep is very dependent on the person, but I would recommend sleeping about seven to nine hours a night, depending on your, on you. I go to bed at nine and I wake up at six in the winter. So I'm in bed for nine hours, but I'm probably sleeping eight and a half ish. Um, and that's just what works for me. That's what works great for me. I feel rested. I don't need caffeine. I'm able to recover. I just, I feel great. And so that, that's what works for me. Some people need nine plus, some people Need seven and they are good to go. Some people even can do okay with six and a half or six, but, uh, I, I still question even if you need less than that, I mean, you're probably doing copious amounts of caffeine just to kind of get you through where you're just like extremely cortisol driven, which also isn't good, but sleep is incredibly important. So you can refer to kind of like the sleep hygiene stuff I've talked about with the, nighttime routine and kind of just really creating that space for you to just kind of step into this next area of health. Everything that we do on a daily basis is like a health routine that's either putting us forward or pushing us back. And so whenever I'm getting ready for bed, I'm thinking, okay, this is totally this is a new night. This is a routine. It's just kind of like how you get ready for your workout, how you, you know, prepare your healthy meals, like kind of how you're in that mindset. I think of getting ready for bed is the same exact thing. Okay. I'm, I'm getting ready for this next kind of health task that I'm, that I'm going to be doing for the next few hours. That's also another really huge reason that I'm so keen on like really making your bedroom as non-toxic as possible because we're spending more time there than we probably spending anywhere else. You're spending a full, probably eight, nine hours in one room and on one bed on one piece of furniture for that extended period of time. So we have organic sheets. We just invested in an organic bed. We got the birch mattress. We took advantage of their black Friday sale We use their simply we use the Simply Bamboo Organic Sheets. We've used those for over a few years. We or probably over a year. I really, really like them. Um, you know, sometimes I have essential oils going, but we have an air doctor in that room. It's all dark. We have our castor oil packs on. It's just we are just trying to compound as many beneficial things as we can so that we can really make sleep a healing, restorative place. And so that we just can get the absolute most out of it. And I know that I'm not a parent and I can't relate to being a parent, getting up with kids. And I do just highly recommend that as much as you can optimize your sleep and your rest, I would recommend that, especially if you have young kids or you're up in the middle of the night, I know I work with quite a few people who do and, and for them, it's really just all about optimizing what you can. If you can go to bed a little bit earlier to get a little bit more early deep sleep before you know that your kid might wake up or maybe sneak in you know a 15- 20 minute power nap during the day if you have the luxury to do that. Just finding rest where and when you can is, is really, really important. And, and if, if you if you make it a priority, it, it's going to it's going to show. The next one is hydration because most people, and I find, especially when I do consults, most people are not super great at drinking high quality water. We don't like the taste of water. We don't, we just like the taste of everything else. We are so programmed to like needing that sweet taste, needing, needing something that gives us more than just plain water, which water, most of our body is made of water. And so if we can be providing ourselves with high quality water, that's incredibly Incredibly powerful and important. So, at minimum, I would strive for like half of your body weight in ounces. If you're active and you sweat, I definitely would recommend more than that. I typically aim for, I don't know, 80 to 100 ounces. I just, that's where I feel best. And then if I'm in the sauna and sweating a lot, I definitely drink more, you know, so that kind of can depend on yourself. But we drink the filtered Berkey water. I actually just got a Soma Vedic, which I will be sharing more about that. But that kind of can help with structuring your water to make it more like natural and kind of like how you'd find in like a natural spring so I'm really excited to kind of experiment with that but anyways more to come with that but I'm making just filtered water a priority I tell you I tell people that if they don't like the taste of water add you know lime or lemon or you can filter or you can infuse your water with things like cucumber and strawberries or things like that but just just getting yourself to drink water plain water, not like carbonated stuff, but just plain water. And if you want to add a little bit of lemon or lime to it, you can, but just really getting back to these basics. And as I'm saying these basics out loud, I also realized how many people that I work with in practice struggle with at least one area of these basics of these really simple pillars of an essential pillars of health. And I'm sure as you're listening, one might resonate with you that you really struggle with. And I think a lot of people, when they come to me and they, we want to work together, they, like, they, they want the most fancy, like protocol known to man. And it's like, well, if one of these pillars is off, the fancy protocol is not going to work The in order for any kind of additional thing to work. These basics should be, you know, in line and, you know, in as a priority, not that they have to be hundred percent perfect, but they should be addressed before you work on anything else. And so I just kind of wanted to share these things, especially kind of as we wrap up a year and I have, and we've talked about so many complex things that are, people are just like, wow, I can't believe, you know, I can't even believe that where I don't know if I've really ever kind of dove into all of the basics that people need to be doing in a podcast. So I just wanted to make sure that this was out here for people so that they always could refer to it. And just as a good, a general reminder, especially as we go into the holidays, as there's more holiday parties, as maybe you might put your health on the back burner, just focusing on these basics truly can go a long way for your optimal health, for your healing journey, for your wellness lifestyle, and just for, just for you, you know, this is everything that we do every single day or everything that at least I do every single day is for me, period. Everything I do for my health, everything I do for my business, everything I do Every, every day. Like it is, it is centered around me. Um, and I think that brings me to the last point of health, which is stress management. And at the end of the day, you have to make decisions. You have to always do what's best for you and you have to set boundaries and you have to take the time that you need for maybe going to a workout class you like, or meeting up with a girlfriend at the mall or going for a walk outside or putting your phone away and stop answering emails or taking that time to meditate or do yoga or whatever stress management that looks like. That is a really important part of health that I can't believe fits in at the last because I almost see it as the most important is our mental our mental and emotional health, so important, taking that time for stress management, especially kind of during crazy and busy times as we go into the holidays, just taking that time that you need. Maybe you take some of that PTO that you have at work, or you just take some time off your calendar. If you're a business owner, I know that I'm doing that. I'm definitely limiting my, my availability just because I need this time to kind of refocus. I know that this is going to be a hard time of the year for our family as this is the first one without my mom. And so just kind of like taking the time that I need to just, not have to, what's the word I'm looking for, justify anything, like just taking the time that I need, period. And, you know, I'm, I'm also taking the time to kind of build some stuff out for my membership and things that I'm going to be offering in 2022, which that's so crazy to say out loud, but you know, don't, don't feel bad about doing that. I think we live in such like a hustle and bustle society that you if you're not working 50 hours a week, are you even successful? And sometimes that's, that's, not what people need for their health. And sometimes it's not what they need to heal and just, and just be optimal. So just kind of take that into consideration, take all of these into consideration, but especially that last part of mental health. It's so important, especially all that we've all been through with COVID and, you know, it's, it's definitely changed a lot of people's lives and it's, it's been hard for a lot of people. And so really checking in with yourself and your mental health is so important, especially as we go through the holidays and you know, it can be a hard time and stressful time for a lot of people. It's a really great and wonderful and beautiful time, but there there's always stressors that we can be dealing with. And so just checking in with your friend or checking in with a loved one, just letting people know that you're thankful for them. I think that's really important. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely can't thank you enough for supporting me and supporting this show. In this podcast, I am going to keep it going for as long as people keep listening to it and benefiting and learning from it. So I just. I've, I've had, I had some big goals for this podcast this year, and I definitely think that I hit them. I, I don't take the time to celebrate these wins. And so I'm glad that I forced myself to share it on the podcast. Cause at least that's me celebrating it there. But, um, again, I can't, I could not have done this without you. And I appreciate you all so much for tuning in every week, whether you binge the podcast and you listen to all the episodes at one time, or you you listen every single Wednesday when the episode comes out or, or you listen just whenever you can, I appreciate you no matter where you're at and supporting the show. So thank you. And I have some really exciting episodes to come up as we kind of close out the month of December. And as we go into a new year, and then there's obviously going to be some really great interviews coming up within the new year. So appreciate you guys have a great rest of your week.